Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. And we're back. So welcome back to all of you, and welcome to the podcast, my lovely wife, Julie. Thank you. It's always a pleasure to be here, and I really actually like this topic because it's so critical and useful. Not that all of our other ones aren't, but this is very timely for what I've been hearing on my coaching calls. I don't know about you. Oh, definitely. I mean, you know, the thing that's fascinating to me is the number of agents that have never really had to do real meaningful price adjustments. It's also, I'm not surprised, obviously, but what's fascinating to me as well is how surprised they are when not only do they have to know how to do price adjustments, but they have to figure out how to have these long-term relationships with these sellers. But so many of you have, you think it's normal for houses to sell themselves in you know, 60 or 30 days or less. You've just accepted the fact that that's how real estate always is. And as you enter into these new markets where you start to see that that isn't the way it is, and, and a market like what we're in now, which Julie called a classic phase two market correction. And again, you can listen to the podcast we did on the, the four series of the real estate reset. Just go to timandjulieharris.com, or you can find them on iTunes. On iTunes, they're in order. Um, and yeah, you can listen to all those and understand what we're talking about when we use some of our terminology. But the moral of the story is is that so many of you have never experienced this before. And psychologically, that's starting to affect some of you in a bad way because you're starting to think there's something wrong with you. You're starting to think you've lost your touch or you never will have the touch or just all these sort of interesting internal conversations that I'm working through with some of you guys, coaching clients yeah. especially. But here's the moral of the story. Here's what I want to tell you. You're, I don't know whether or not you have something wrong. You might very well have something wrong, but I know it's <laughs> something for sure you have wrong which is your lack of skill. And that is me doing my best to be succinct in what the real issue is, which is you guys not knowing how to handle yourselves in a professional way in a situation where the market's correcting. And I know that's stressful, but it's an easy problem to fix. Learn the skill, right? There's a reason that you are nervous. There's a reason you're experiencing fear and you know all the rest of the things that go along with that. It's because you know that you are not ready, you are not equipped to actually be competitive, let alone service to sellers. And so what I'm hearing from some of you is why should I even be taking listings in a market like this? Why? I mean, these are all really silly questions, guys, because the solution is always to get better at your skills. And, again, I feel sorry for you, many of you, who thought that your time was supposed to be spent learning how to Instagram and Facebook. I feel sorry for you if no one ever told you that that really was stupid. I feel sorry for you if you've never really taken the last, you know, what will probably be one of the you know, best seller's market of many of our careers the last 10 years. There won't be another seller's market like this, I would venture a guess, um, in the rest of our careers. That was a reaction, if not an overreaction, to an overcorrection, okay? So that essentially was the, uh, the uh, that's all it was. It was just the, the market was counterbalancing itself, and it's still doing that in some markets. But the moral of the story is if you've only been selling real estate really since 2008 or 2009, you've never really sold in a corrective market, let alone a declining market, let alone a buyer's market. 
Well, I mean, you suck it up, Buttercup. That's all. That's the only choice you've got. You've got to improve your skills. More Facebooking and more branding and more team building and extension team building and all the things that we try to get you guys to really think long and hard about, whether or not those are smart things for you to ever consider. Um, those are the types of things that go bust the first. It, they will blow out. You'll find a year, maybe 18 months from now, when you try to have – just pay attention. You guys should write down the topics of the subjects of the top ten emails you got from people trying to sell you crap. And you guys then got to write those things down, put them in your desk drawer, go back and visit those things six months from now, 12 months from now. And what you're going to start seeing is all the companies that were selling you that gimmicky, easy button stuff, they're out of business because they themselves are not equipped for a changing market. So many of these businesses only exist in a hot seller's market because a hot seller's market does not require agents have any skill. So agents think that the way that they get more business in a hot seller's market is to do more ego branding, make yourself famous, be an Instagram celebrity, all these silly things. It's not until the market starts to crack do you realize that you've been lied to. Now, here's the problem you have, and this is a problem for many of you. <laughs> many of you listen to this podcast every single day. This is the number one daily listen to podcast for real estate agents probably in the world. I mean, we have a massive audience. So for all of you who have listened to us multiple times, um, you've heard me say all this before. And if you're now it's starting to hopefully, you know, seat little thoughts into your brain and you're starting to realize what we're saying is true, especially as you start to see the days in the market extend, especially as you start to see your closings start, you know, slowing down and you're starting to see more negotiations on the inspections and issues of the appraisal and all the things we've been preparing you guys for had you been paying attention. Now you've seen it, you can't unsee it. Now you've heard it, you can't unhear it. So if you don't take actions, the ones that we're suggesting you take and you are suffering needlessly in a year, you need to accept the fact that you made a choice to suffer needlessly in a year. You've chosen that for yourself because you have heard the counterbalance to all the Mickey Mouse that you've basically been believing in for as long as you have, many of you. I hope I'm making an impression on some of you that in the past it was a lot about who you knew. It was a lot about just being in the right place and talking and just kind of luck. I mean, the last market was kind of luck-based. When you're running a Facebook ad, when you're doing some of the passive things that you guys think is normal, and you get leads from it, if you ever write down, by the way, all the leads that you get versus the leads that you get that actually result in a transaction, you're going to find that the leads that you get that result in a transaction come from your direct contact, and the passive leads that you generate, generally, if they develop into a contract, it's years or never, and that's the thing that... Again, you're going to realize when you actually start approaching your business as a business. But here's where the urgency comes in for all of you. If you wait too long, which some of you are going to do, it's human nature. If you wait too long, you won't make the market shift. You just won't. That's just what happens. It happens every time. So what are the simp- what's the simplest thing for you to do? You need to learn the skills necessary to actually be effective in this market. Translated, sellers have different needs. Buyers have different needs. Those things that they require in a buyer's or in a hot seller's market, houses sell themselves. Buyers will buy even overpaying for fear of loss. All those types of things go away when the market goes the other way. When you start to have to have conversations with sellers about why they're selling for less than what they paid for the house, why they're having to write a check to get rid of the house, all these types of normal things in a, in a, in a shifting market. And when you're trying to have a conversation with buyers why they would want to buy a house in what might be a declining market, can you do that now? Can you role play that with yourself. 
Pretend you're talking to a buyer right now, and the buyer absolutely does not believe the house will be worth more tomorrow than it is today. Do you know how to help that buyer still buy that house? Do you? You don't, do you? It's interesting, isn't it? How about this? You're going to go on a listing appointment, and let's just say it's a normal price, $350,000 house someplace in you know, normal America, like where Julie and I sold real estate. So you are in a situation where you're going to go to talk to the seller, and I want you to role play in your mind, explain to the seller why they're going to sell the house for $50,000 less than they paid for it four years ago. I want to hear that conversation. You can't do it, can you? Right? You see how this is a different type of skill set versus going on a listing appointment where someone paid $350,000 five years ago, and now you get to tell them it's worth $500,000, right? You see how that's easy, and the thing I was proposing to you is not easy? It's because one requires skills, and the other doesn't. And you guys, many of you have only come into this industry during the doesn't, need, doesn't require skills phase of the seller's market. Yeah, well, so now we're shifting. Like th- they haven't needed them. Like, they haven't even had these thoughts. Many no, I know. Okay. And by the way, and, and it's this, much, I, much, I do worry about that. Go ahead. Yeah, well, it's much, much harder to coach agents in a buyer, a shifting yeah. market, let alone a buyer's market. It is way harder, and way. it is easy <laughs> and fun to coach agents in a seller's market because then you can just talk about, you know, it, look, guys, what do you like to talk about? There's, there's people that travel around doing seminars that, you know, the first thing you do when you walk in the room is they ask you to hold up your cell phone and take a, a, a selfie, and then they're going to start explaining to you how to use the camera features on your phone and how you can use Instagram. That's supposed, that is now passing, <laughs> which is just hilarious for me to even say out loud. That is now passing as real estate training. What? <laughs> what has happened to our industry? Well, guys, come on. Get ahead of this curve. Remember, your highest and truest purpose on this planet is to be of service to other people. Knowing how to take a picture on your phone is not being of service to other people. But knowing how to tell a $350,000 seller why it might make sense for them to sell the house despite the loss now, that's being of service to somebody because you're helping them solve a problem. Shift your mindset. Make it less about you, less about ego, and more about the people that you want to be of service to. And then you're going to find a miraculous thing. The world is going to start wanting to do business with you because the sellers out there who have to sell and the buyers who want to buy, there's no such thing as a have-to-buy buyer, but you're going to start attracting those people to you because they see that you get the job done, whereas maybe the other agents aren't. Don't wait for this to make complete sense to you. Just trust that we're not full of shit, and we're trying to save you from what might be a very painful future if you're lacking skills. So Julie and I are talking about a really kick-ass topic this week, um, how to sell the impossible to sell listing. And before um, Julie goes on to point number seven, I want you guys to remember, we have your backs. And anytime you want a free coaching call, all you've got to do is text the word Harris. Okay, here it is, Julie. What's the number? (laughs) Text the word Harris. I can't forget it now. 31996. Text the word Harris to to three. (laughs) I'm just doing it to keep you on your toes. I can say well, during in this new situation we're living in in, in Puerto Rico, I can walk by where Julie's walk, uh, working. I can look at her computer, and I can see if she's online shopping during the podcast. So I have to occasionally keep well, her. That's only during the really long rants. <laughs> I know when I've had a long rant because the Zulily boxes show up in like a week. So, so, guys, here's the punchline. If you want a free, if you want a free coaching call, if you want to have help in going in the right direction, uh, just text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996, 
And when you do, we're going to give you six free books, including the Real Estate Treasure Map, which is your fill-in-the-blank business plan. And there's a, the other books kick ass, too, your 12-month lead generation plan, all that. So please go ahead and text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. So, Miss Julie, you want to pick up on point number seven? Yes, I will. But first, I wanted to share a little cautionary tale regarding this topic. Here's the mm. thing. Just because your market hasn't reached some outrageous days on the market and flooded with inventory does not mean that your market isn't shifting. Evidence, I, the call I was just on, one of our long-term uh, elite coaching clients who is, you know, definitely has a lot of skill. Guess this, is, this just is so indicative of, of what can happen. He got a call from an expired listing, not his listing, somebody else's that expired, okay? The seller's like, I got to fire my agent. They're not doing the job for me. Guess how many days on the market it was? 30. 30. That's yeah. it. That's it. He was ready to fire his agent after 30 days. The average days on the market for a property like his is 45. He already was having anxiety because it didn't sell overnight. Great for our coaching client. He's like, I'll be right over to help, to help you out. But my point is, it doesn't have to be already shifted for you guys to get it. It is happening, and that happened in a market that had previously had average days on the market of like maybe 20. So it's all relative. In this market, 30 days in, seller's ready to fire you. So what did that translate to for this particular agent's business? Well, they're sitting there with over 20 listings themselves. So instead of how it had been, you didn't have to talk to your sellers until you had an offer because the offer came in so fast after you listed it. Now guess what they get to do? the seller's 12-week communication plan where you call them every Friday until it sells. Why? Because the object is to be the listing agent when it actually sells and not get yourself fired just because they're having anxiety on day 20 or 30. So Should we tell them the secret? That, that just a micro. Yeah, go ahead. Should we tell them the big secret? Okay, guys, this is a big secret. You usually don't hear about this secret. Um, and you know, sometimes never. This is the biggest secret in real estate. I know you guys like secrets and all the rest of it, so I'm going to give you one right now. I'm going to give you the secret to being a successful listing agent. Everyone, if you're driving, pull along the side of the road. If you're, uh, <laughs> I've, I've seen pictures where you guys listen to us at night over a glass of wine. Put the glass of wine down because I don't want you to drop it and hurt yourself. So, fo so focus here, guys. Here it is, the secret to being a successful listing agent. Wait for it. Wait for it. Oh, it's coming. Wait for it. Is have the listing when it sells. <laughs> right? right? That's the secret to being a successful listing agent, which tells you, that you need to listen to what Julie's saying and prepare yourselves mentally and emotionally and professionally, frankly, for, to have longer-term relationships with your sellers. But also, you sure as heck better be learning how to hunt expired listings because in a market like oh, this, yeah. expired listings are a flipping gold mine. Expired listings where the other agents who don't listen to this podcast were not prepared and you know did not tell that list that seller when he took the listing of the one that basically where he got fired after 30 days. So that seller did not know to expect longer days in the market because that agent either didn't know that the market shifted or didn't know how to explain to the seller the stats and the uh, specifics about what happened in the market. That's both or those problems are essentially the agent being incompetent at their job. It's it's you know listing neglect. They deserve to get well, fired for not having prepared the seller. It's really? Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's real estate malpractice. Absolutely. Yeah, so much to talk about with this topic. So let's dive into our points so we can keep them on track. So point number seven on this, review and use the NAR price reduction script 
We all pay NAR, so we can take advantage of the fact they study this stuff, and we can blame them for it. Okay, so here's your script. According to NAR, if after two weeks or ten showings, you don't have a workable offer, you are missing the market regarding price. It's time to reposition the property to more accurately reflect the expectations of the buyers who are currently looking. Now, I did not say slash, reduce, drop the price. I said to reposition the property more accurately to reflect the expectations of the buyers who are currently looking. Now, well, uh, was it yesterday? Just, we talked about the seller's reality tours related to this, right? So if you have your buyer hat on, what are you looking at? What are your expectations? But go ahead. Rob, go ahead Johnson, Rob Johnson talked about this on his interview the other day. Number one agent in Connecticut, probably one of the top five agents in the country, one of our long-term coaching clients. You guys ought to listen to the interview. And he had a, a stats and that basically showed that after, you know, certain days in the market, it's this much overpriced, like, you know, this many days with no showings, it's, you know, 6% overpriced. All of that stuff we have already made into charts, and that's all available to our premier coaching clients. So make sure you guys are using that. It's all on Harris Learning. It's all on the website waiting for you to use. All of this explanatory graphs and information, you do not need to recreate or Google search for it. So premier coaching clients, just use it. And Julie's also done audio. You can listen to the role, essentially the role plays coaching and the, calls. Uh, the coaching calls that she's done where she's explaining to you how to explain this to the seller. So make sure you're using this information. You don't need to go out and search for it. You just need to use what you're already paying for, and then you're going to find yourself. Guess what? Once you explain to the sellers the reality of the market and you do it in a professional way, um, use the information, the collateral that we've already created for you, you're going to find that they're not going to give you resistance. Where they give you resistance and where they fire you is when you did not prepare them for the truth and they had to learn it on their own because they won't think you didn't know. They'll think you knew and you didn't tell them that's why you deserve to be fired. And I also want to point this out too. Many of you believe that you can essentially get into the end zone just by working your centers of influence and past clients. Those of you who think that are going to suffer sometimes the worst reversals in your entire, you know, that you possibly could. And here's why. Your centers of influence and past clients, when the market shifts, they are not going to just automatically list with you because you sent them a fruit basket or pumpkin pie or forget-me-not seeds or some other little tchotchke. They're going to be very careful who they list with. They might still interview you. They might still give you an opportunity. Matter of fact, they probably will, depending on how many pies you've given them, I suppose. That is my facetious joke, by the way. So the moral of the story is they might still have you out, but they're not going to hire you if they don't have confidence that you can sell the house. You're not just going to walk into the listings anymore and sellers' houses and get the listing just because you have a social connection. Why? Because the seller is not confident the house will sell. They're worried about the declining market. They're worried about whether or not they can even find a buyer. And yes, you might be super nice and friendly and amiable as the day is long and whatever, whatever, but they will not care. I do not care how many client of centers of influence appreciation parties you've invited them to, how many bottles of wine you've dropped off at their doorstep at Christmas or all these other things that people do. They will not care. If you are not able to compete and prove to your, them your value in a changing market, all of that stuff is going to prove to be a, a massive waste of money. Now, having done those things and you have the skill set, then you've got something special. But that's not the case with 99% of you. And here's the other thing. You think you know how to essentially deal with sellers in a changing market, but you've never done it before, or you've never done it at a high level. Oh, hold on, hold on, Jim. I was in the business for 20 years and da-da-da. Okay, how many houses were you selling 
for let's say between 2000 and well not 6 but say 2007 late 2007 and 2009 you remember when you weren't selling anything okay why weren't you selling anything because you didn't have the skills to compete in that market those same lack of that same lack of skill it, you haven't probably taken the time to fix that problem. It's still a problem, and you're going to suffer the same way you did, you know, 10, 12 years ago. Guys, these are fixable. These are fixable problems. None of this stuff has to be, you know, the terminal end of your real estate career. Just take action. Ask for help. We're going to give you the solutions. Text the word Harris to three one nine nine six. Text the word Harris H A R R I S to three one nine nine six. Julie. Yeah, you know what uh, Grizzled Veteran Top Producers are doing right now? They are licking their chops. They're going, oh, For expired. Yeah, bring on the expireds. Oh, yeah. oh those are Definitely. yummy. I can do price reduction scripts. I can price that right. I, oh, we I love them. We'll see CMAs again. Yeah. yeah so when Jules and I sold can, real estate. Uh, join them or not. Yeah, we only sold real estate in a market like this. And when we were selling real estate in Columbus, matter of fact, Julie and I sold real estate for almost 10 years, always between 100 and 200 houses a year. You guys know all this. But the reality of it is, is that we never sold in a seller's market, ever. We only sold real estate in a market like this or worse. So we know of which yeah, we speak. I'd say maybe 10 streets in Clintonville might have been a seller's market for a half an hour. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Anyway, so point number whatever, Julie. Okay. So point number eight is related to number seven. When you get your price adjustment, also get an extension to your listing agreement at the same time. It's easier to do all of that document signing or DocuSigns or whatever you're using at once than having to have a second tough conversation or split apart the reduction and the extension. Do it all at once, okay, just like it's normal paperwork. So, and make sure you extend it for a long enough time in a shifting market. Okay, so number nine about the unsellable. Correct all the negative feedback. You may need to assist your homeowner in actually getting it done. Find service providers who agree to be paid out of proceeds at closing if the seller can't afford repairs. Otherwise, reduce the price to reflect the condition. This is usually, and I would say almost always, lower than you think. One of the questions that I'm getting in Premier right now, Tim, is agents are trying to figure out, like, when a kitchen is outdated, exactly how much is that worth less than the competition? This is why we coach you guys to do BPOs, because you'll know those adjustments. But you've got to correct the negative feedback. And here's a secret that goes with that. Sometimes you have to correct the negative feedback and do a price adjustment. It's not always one or the other. So this is getting more challenging, of course. Okay, point number 10. Share what your new marketing plan is with your seller once the price has been improved and the listing has been extended. Also share any negative feedback, uh, you know, getting that remedied. So they expect you to have a new marketing plan. They don't expect you to just reduce it and do nothing. Even though sometimes the reduction will get you there, you still might be, get this, as much as this stinks to talk about, you might be one or two more reductions away and get rid of the cat pee carpet. It could be like that. So don't figure that just because you got a $5,000 reduction, that that's going to do the trick. And we can start, I think maybe tomorrow we should do all of the, um, the new marketing plan, or we can start into that today. Tim, it's up to you. That's your no, go ahead. Three. We have time. Hit it. Okay. All right. So, again, we're going to roll out your post-reduction and extension marketing plan for your seller. First thing you're going to do, call all previous showing agents and alert them to the improved price, as well as any improved condition items. If their buyer hasn't bought yet, get them to come back and take a new look at your listing. It's not enough to just do your inter-MLS flyer 
email system and wait. Yes, you're going to do that, of course, but you're going to call the actual showing agents and ask them, has your buyer bought anything yet? Here's our new improved price. Well, they're still not going to, you know, this or that. Well, at what price does it make sense for your buyer? Come back and take a look. Actually, you know, work the listing. All right, next, announce the price improvement via your MLS digital flyer system. We talked about that. New open houses. Consider holiday open houses, charity open houses. Your seller is going to expect that. In the rare case where sellers say, nope, I don't believe in open houses. I don't want people tromping through my house. Fine, you're off the hook. Other than that, they absolutely expect it, especially since they're sitting there watching Bravo and HGTV all day, watching other people's houses supposedly sell. Okay, So they expect it. Next, of course, new social media, including videos. We've talked about BombBomb Video before. They've got a great system of analytics and tracking and a library of ideas. You don't have to use BombBomb, but at least do some videos promoting the property. Next, new or better staging and or decluttering. Depends on the price range and the expectations of the market, how you handle that. But don't assume that just because you, know, you did the reduction that you don't also have to declutter and possibly stage. That includes new pictures, especially if you're in a market where your, your original photos now look seasonal, right? So if you're in the Northeast and your pictures are of spring and there's colorful leaves on the trees, that just makes you look really overpriced and on the market too long. So it's particularly in markets like that where it's obvious, but be careful that you're using new pictures after it's been cleaned up, staged, et cetera. Uh, we talked about bomb bomb video using 800homehotline.com. We did a podcast called Hot Riding Your Real Estate Sign, how to create business by using something as simple as your actual real estate sign. And you know, Tim, there's agents listening to this right now that their market was so hot for so long they didn't even bother putting signs in the yard. They figured, why bother? It'll be sold by midnight. I mean, that's the, the degree of, you know, I mean, I guess it was lucky for them. That's great. But uh, I would kind of maybe call that lazy at this point. So, you know, guys, actually it, use it, a sign it, and hot rod it. Go ahead. I want to take a sidestep. And obviously, whether a property sells or doesn't sell, it comes down to three things. And this is true and always will be true, no matter what the price range is, no matter what the market is, price, condition, and location, not anything beyond those three things. So do not kid yourself into believing it's price, condition, location, and marketing. It's not. I know that's what you tell sellers. I know that's what you've been told to tell sellers. But the best, uh, essentially, an overpriced, poor location, poor condition house, no matter how much money you spend on marketing, won't sell. And the reason that so many of you basically hang your hat on the marketing thing is because you lack the skill. It will essentially, you essentially are marketing, have, have marketing street fights with the seller in order to get the listing. In other words, you're trying to convince the seller to list with you because you're great marketing. That's what you've been told is how you're supposed to uh, get a, a seller to list with you. I'll spend more money than the other agent. I'll do more than the other agent. I have more Instagrams than the other agent. The way you get sellers to list with you is when you pull out a list of the properties you've sold and you've shown them that you were able to solve uh, the problem for all these other sellers. That's how you get sellers to list with you. If you can't get properties sold, no matter how much Instagramming and Facebooking and whatever else you've done, you will not get any listings. So the way you get listings sold is skill. The way you get more listings to come to you is the results of the skill that you uh, essentially demonstrated for the marketplace from having been successful selling the, that listing. Doesn't this make sense intuitively? Of course it does. But guys, at the end of the day, it comes into price, condition, and location. And uh, price, 
we'll overcome everything. And here's a quick script, and Julie, I know we have to round the bend. Mr. Seller, yep. in real estate, the selling, the sellability of a property comes down to three things, price, condition, location. So I have three questions for you. First of all, Mr. Seller, as far as location goes, I think you'll agree that there's nothing we can do to positively affect the location of the house. Unfortunately for us, you know, hopefully this is the case, listeners, you don't have any complaints about the location. There's no busy road, train tracks, you know, or anything else, you know, <laughs> that would adversely affect uh, the sellability of the house based on location. That's great. Next, you have condition. Now, Condition, guys, is the black hole, so you've got to be careful on this. So take the highest road possible. So, Mr. Seller, the question I have for you is, are you planning on changing anything in the property, adding a bedroom, you know, either adding a pool or removing a pool or, do, you know, anything like that? Were you planning on doing anything that would radically affect the condition of the property? And they're going to say no. And then you say, so, Mr. Seller, here's the thing. And, we, guys, we've given you these price change scripts before. Listen to past podcasts. So, Mr. Seller, the question I have for you is if we can't change the location and we can't change the condition, then the only other thing that we can have a positive effect on is to reposition the house on the market so that we correctly reflect the market's expectations, or as Julie said a second ago, the buyer's expectations. That is a nice and appropriate and classy and skilled way of saying lower your price. Are you understanding what I'm saying here, listeners? You don't say lower the price because as soon as you say that, the emotional ego reaction the seller is going to have from you is going to be combative, okay? And that's what you're living in fear of. You're living in fear of having a seller have a combative relationship with you because you don't want to be fired, right? So it all comes back down to skills, but you've got to know how to say these things or you won't get the – you might get the listing, but you won't get it sold. And when, it, you, when the neighbors see that you had a listing, your name on the sign, and then somebody else, their name on their sign, the next listing, agent comes around, and they get it sold, you haven't just lost the listing, but you've hurt your reputation. Do you think any of those sellers, whatever in a billion years, consider hiring you for the job of selling their home? So everyone that's driven past that house is going to see that Bob Smith failed at selling the listing at 123 Elm Street because you let it expire because you didn't have the skill set to get the prices down. This is what I mean when I say it's a skills-based market that we're entering into. Take this seriously. Um, Julie's got to be on Premier. Premier Coaching Clients, make sure you're attending Julie's Premier Coaching Call live every day. That's one of the benefits you get. You guys who are not in Premier, you get five coaching calls a week. <laughs> okay? We're not fooling around. So pre- uh, consider becoming a member of Premier Coaching. Just text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. In the meantime, if you guys need me for anything, if you want to talk about coaching, if you want to talk about EXP Realty, if you want to talk about anything, you can text me direct. There's no code or anything. Just text me right to my cell phone, 512-758-0206. In the meantime, guys, you have a fantastic day, and we'll talk with you on the show anytime if you listen to our past podcasts on iTunes, Stitcher, and our main website, timandjulieharris.com, or live on tomorrow's show. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris.